Welcome to this episode of the Innovative Leader Podcast. Christy Geiger, leadership coach, and me, David Phillips, uh, leadership consultant, hope that we can inspire you today. We can provide you some tools, some resources, some thoughts to help inform and transform your leadership mindset. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, we would love to hear from you here at the Innovative Leader Podcast. Christy and I would love to get messages from you to have uh, an idea of what your thoughts are about this podcast. So we would love to, for you to send us a message at anchor.fm slash innovative leader. Just go there, click on that send a message button. You can record a message straight from your phone or the website. Let us know what you're thinking about what we're sharing. We'd love it specifically about one podcast, and we'll share those messages as we receive them. Thanks so much. Hello. Welcome, leaders, back to the Innovative Leader Podcast. I'm Christy Geiger, Executive Leadership Coach, here with David Phillips, Leadership Consultant and Coach. And today, uh, as always, we are passionate about talking about leadership and transforming the way we lead. We are living in times that so many things are changing. There are so many things that are unknown and leadership really matters. And that's why we get together every week to just talk about leadership, how to lead better, uh, trends and observations of what is happening in our times and how as leaders, how we can adapt. So welcome leaders. We're so glad that you're tuning in and joining us today. We are going to talk today about, really, we're sitting here in January of 2021, and we have noticed that not only has 2020, of course, been this time of uncertainty and unknown with COVID in the United States elections, political things and whatnot, but really, as we move into 2021, it seems like a lot of people maybe felt like, phew, 2021 is a new year, fresh start, but yet at the same time, 2021, last week we talked about goal setting and planning for success in 2021 because a lot of times it's easy to not plan. When we don't quite know, we're holding off and waiting on planning. And so 2021, there's a little apprehension or hesitation to plan, but as people either have planned and quite not quite implemented it or they're holding off on their plan, we're noticing some static in the environment around things that are happening. So today we wanted to talk about that. David termed it a frenetic time. Uh, in the past, we've talked about VUCA times. Uh, VUCA is the volatility, uncertain um, type lens that's been happening. And, and we've talked about that for a couple years, but frenetic, David, uh, talk to us a little bit about what does frenetic mean? Why would we be in frenetic times? And then let's talk about how that might show up for leaders and then we'll get into what can you do about it? You may feel like you're not really getting traction. You're overwhelmed a little bit. What do we do about that? So David, tell us about frenetic. What does that mean? Yeah, so frenetic, uh, the term um, is kind of in, indicative of, uh, and I'm looking at my other screen to make sure I get the, the whole definition, but fast and energetic in a rather wild and uncontrollable way. So, fast 
energetic, uncontrollable. Yep, exactly. And wild. Uh, so uh, that comes from, uh, from dictionary.com. Um, so frenetic um, has this, that, this, this idea of things are just swirling around you and there is nothing you can do about it. And uh, we, you know, you look around uh, culture and you look around what's going on in a lot of different, um, different ways. This, is, this start of 2021 has been um, essentially 2021 looking at, at the year 2020 and saying, hold my beer. Um, that that um, it is, it has been crazy. It has been a while there, you know, from the, the riots, uh, political riots at the White House and the Capitol um, to, um, you know, just all kinds of odd, weird things that are happening um, I, I can even speak to that personally. There's some weird, odd things happening. Uh, personally, it's just like, what? Why is this is crazy? And so we are living in in some pre pretty frenetic um, uh, times. And there's a, there's a lot that we can't control. There are a lot of wild things that, that seem to be going on. And um, so that's why uh, that I, when I threw out the word yesterday, uh, as we were kind of talking about what we were going to talk about today. Um, I knew that word and I kind of knew what it meant, but but uh, had to really kind of look it up from a definition standpoint. Uh, and it just really seems to fit that it, it seems that as 2021 has started, that that things have just gotten weird and crazy. And uh, so we kind of wanted to talk about um, how we how we um, do leadership in this this kind of framework, because there, there are so many things, different things that are happening and we have got to. Um, we've got to uh, get a grasp on it and be able to um, uh, to lead through it because it, it's going to take an extraordinary, extraordinarily uh, gifted leaders uh, in many ways to kind of push through this and get through this uh, and and come out successful and come out you know uh, looking well and and doing things the right way. So that's kind of where where we are in in the in the idea of the term. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it definitely does fit in a way you can kind of size up some, we don't want to be negative or doomsday or whatever. It's not really about that. But as we know from neuroscience, a lot of times it's just about naming and labeling. Right. And so sometimes when we're experiencing a certain sensation or we're noticing a certain energy, and a lot of times in our intellect, we, we're thinking about things and we're like, oh, I'm trying to get this done. I'm trying to move this forward. But energetically, when we can stop and notice, what am I feeling? That is a really great way to stop, notice what we're feeling, label it, name it so that we can move forward from that place. So frenetic is a nice way to label it. If you're doing an inventory to kind of see if this is your experience or not, you know, maybe we're just in a little bubble and this isn't happening for you. I doubt it given the number of people who we have talked to and can affirm that this has occurred for them. If you notice the energy, do you feel a little overwhelmed? Do you feel like things are a little crazy right now? Do you feel a slight sense that things are out of control? Maybe your little environment is in control, but the world outside of you maybe feels a little less in control. It may create some question or uncertainty. It may even activate a little fear that we have to watch out for. Because when we go to the fear place, usually we hold on and we cling 
to things. So just kind of notice your energy. David, what else do you look for to kind of notice if this topic is relevant to somebody? Yeah, you know, um, the uh, I think all the things that, that you talked about were really good. Um, you know, I was just, I was sitting here thinking, here is, uh, I think for, for all of us, 2020 was so so chaotic and so tough, but we were kind of hoping that as, as the clock struck midnight uh, to, to ring in January 1st, 2021, that, that I think, and, and this is me personally, I was like, this new year, it can't be any worse. And so we were, we were hoping that there would be, uh, you know, an uptick in um, stability, an uptick in uh, positive energy, an, an uptick in uh, in various things, and it has just seemed to to continue. It has just seemed to, um, uh, in some cases, get worse. And we, and so I think number one, I, I, that I, I just go back to that word frenetic. But I think that we, um, for many of us, we're just like oh crap um i was hoping 21 21 would start out better and it's really not and now what do i do and and so i think if maybe you're in that spot as well there's this feeling of oh my gosh what, what's next um i, I thought you know life was going to get better and it has just gotten worse and so now we've got to now, now what are you going to do and i think a lot of us uh, a lot of people are there so yeah yeah Perfect. Agree. I love that. Yeah. Unexpected hiccups, pop-ups, just the stability is not there. Instead, more little things pop in that create right. more instability. So and it, it may not even be big things. Like for me, it was I had a, one thing that happened was that I had a tire go out on my truck. The next day I had a rock crash, crash my windshield. And it's like, how much more of this can I take? And it's, and it, it's not the size of the things that may be happening to you, it's just the volume. And you know, at a certain point, you just kind of go, okay, what's next? Uh, and I can't, I can't, I can't fix any of this. I can't control any of this. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of in that boat. Well, and also I think it, there's that, there's the interruption of it, but also when we have those things, it actually, in a way derails you from doing what you were going to do. Right. So you maybe were going to do something, but then you got a flat tire. So right. whatever you were about to do for the next hour could not happen because you were dealing with the flat tire exactly. or the window or whatever. So there's a way, sometimes I would say about cutting in line, things cut in line, yeah. but it's not even really cutting in line it is cutting in line, but it's like these unexpected hiccups or pop-ups that you're like, okay, that's fine. So the tire, obviously it needed changing. Right. It's great. I'm going to get new tires. That's fine. You can even be in peace in dealing with that, but it still takes away from what you are going to do. So you're right. unable to get the traction that a lot of times in January, we're used to getting traction. Exactly. We're used to it being at the top of the year, people really buckle down, they get a lot of clarity on their goals and they're really ready to get traction. And because these things keep popping in front, you're not able to get that traction because you're dealing with those things, even if you have a great attitude about it. Right, exactly. All right, so your question is, what do we do about that? Yeah. And 
to me, it is interesting in our theme, as, as if you've listened to our podcast before, you know, our theme is really talking about this industrial revolution and how that applies to leadership, the 4.0 leader versus in the past, we've been more in a season of 2.0 leadership or 3.0 leadership. And really how do we embrace and embody being a 4.0 leader? And one of the common themes, and this really matches up with that well, is that we have to be agile. We have to be adaptive. We have to be flexible. We can't be rigid. We have to surrender and let go in order to, it's kind of like when you're in a car, if you're in a car accident, if you tense up, you're more likely to break a bone yep. than if you actually let go and your body is fluid and flexible, you have much less of an impact and injury than if you're rigid. And right. that's kind of what we're moving into is the need to really be fluid and flexible and to let go. And then today we wanted to talk about a couple areas. One, minimalizing and simplifying, right. prioritizing and then developing systems. Last week we talked about developing systems, but this week we were like, listen, you can't just take your old systems and try to plop them on top of 2021. They're not gonna work. So in order to make those work, we need to make some changes. So David, what are your thoughts about this whole simplifying? Why do we need to simplify? How do we simplify? What does that really mean different than what it's meant in the past? Yeah. So. Um... So my thought process on that is that you, you've got to minimize if, if, if there is so much chaos and so much, so many things that are going on, you've got to, um, you've got to minimize the things that um, you've got to take on a minimalist uh, mentality. And what that means is you've got to shed the things that are unimportant, uh, shed the things that are uh, unproductive shed the things that um, are unnecessary within your, your, your framework of thinking so that because, because those things will weigh you down. It's just like uh, if, if you're trying to run a marathon with a, with a, a 50 pound backpack on your, uh, you're wearing a 50 pound backpack, it, it's going to just make things that much, diff, uh, that much harder. So if you're moving, if you're living and functioning in a place that is moving fast, You've got to be uh, fast and agile to do that, and so to do that, you've got to min you've got to have a, a minimalist framework. And that means uh, what that means to me is you've got to you've got to begin to evaluate um, a, a lot in your life personally. Uh, what what is important? What is what is absolutely necessary and important uh, for me? My family is important. Um, my my you know my 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 work with with others is important. Um, you know, my son is important. Making sure that that, that I have uh, take care of, of him and his needs, and my wife and her needs. Those are those are really important things. And everything else, I, I can I don't need. I don't have to do. Um, so so you begin to 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 really focus on what's important, but develop a a, a priority within that, and then other things that are unnecessary. Um, you begin to either push them off, push them aside, um, or just drop them all together. Uh, and, and the reason you do that is so that your, your mind and body, your focus and attention can be on those things uh, that are important, that can be on uh, the, the teams that you lead, the, the products you develop, the creativity that you have, the roles that you have. 
so that because things are moving so fast and things are, are moving or things are so quick and so agile, we've got to we've got to replicate that. Otherwise, you're just going to run yourself uh, completely crazy trying to um, trying to figure all of this out and, and and look for everything. And when you do that, you actually become um, you become distracted and you're you're not you won't be able to. To understand it all, you won't be able to grasp it all. You won't be able to take it all in, and and, and you're going to deplete your own personal resources, your own personal energy, and you're going to deplete uh, the the focus and attention you can give to, to those things that are really important. And so, my thought, the way I look at that is, you've got to, you really have to begin to strip bare um, everything that's that's important, simplify so that you can you can uh, move and, and be agile with the world that we're living in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I like that focus on what is the impact if you don't do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times leaders were constantly in this state of assessing and then letting things go, delegating or whatever it is. And I do think that this dovetails a bit with what you were saying, like if you don't do it, you're distracted with these other things, your energy is depleted. And really in that energy alignment, it's where our stress increases. Right. And because we just don't have enough to get to everything. So our stress increases even more. Like if you thought you were stressed in the past, when things begin to move at this pace, you, you can't just go, oh, I'll move faster. Oh, right. I'll make more money. No, no, you can't because we're human beings. We're not robots. So- right. You have to simplify, otherwise the stress compounds and that directly ties into our resilience. So right. part of our resilience, and, and that's such a catch 22 as well, stress and resilience is not only about reducing our stress in order to be more resilient, but resilient is also about making more time for mindfulness, for simplicity, for clearing, where it might have been in the past, like, let's just think mentally and physically at the same time. Physically, things can accumulate on your desk, or you think about open windows, and suddenly you've got the 20 windows open on your computer, yeah. uh, or in our mind, all these things that we're thinking about. That is the accumulation of things. So really, in resilience in this time, we have to more frequently close all the windows, not just at the end of the day, not just at the end of the week, but maybe it's at lunch and at the end of the day, it's an increase in clearing or your desk. Maybe it's not just the end of the day, but after each project, you clear the desk. And in our minds, it's not just in the morning for that AM mindfulness or reflection or end of day it may be 10 minutes several times a day that we actually have to make time to increase the clearing on a regular repetitive basis in addition to reducing the stress, which actually takes more time to do that. Right. So it's this bizarre catch 22 or like I reduce my time, my tasks. So I have 30 more minutes because I don't have time to do all of that. But now I actually need to create more time for this mindfulness and resilience. Right. So not only is it simplifying and just going, okay, top of the year, let's simplify this, but it's actually creating a habit and a rhythm of simplification on a daily generative basis. 
Right. Yeah. And it, you think in terms of percentages. So if if you're trying to do more, right, let's let's say you're you're trying to, to be a, a an 80-20 kind of person um, and you're trying to do more. So that that by doing more, you're actually gonna um, uh, you're gonna increase that percentage. Uh, uh, so you gotta keep all that in balance. And and so you've gotta if you're gonna do more, then you've gotta have you've gotta you got to strip down to make more time to be able to do that, to do more while maintaining the balance that you need uh, from a physical, emotional, mental, um, organizational focus, uh, mindfulness standpoint. So, um, yeah, exactly. It's 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 not just simplifying. It's it, it, stripping down. It's making sure that you you create the time to do what, what needs to be done as well. Absolutely. And then I thought it was interesting too, you brought up that other point about what to do with that and maybe um, just about letting some things go. And in the past, we used to always talk about delegating that you assess, what do I do? What do I delegate? But I do think that as leaders, we have to be mindful of that where, again, because of the speed, because of the changing times or the just changing of whatever, technology, the way things work, whatever, um, that sometimes we might've delegated in the past versus I think we have to relook at delegation as well. Otherwise you bog your team down. So first, what we're talking about is that you're doing that for yourself as a leader, but then we also have to be mindful of how we're encouraging our teams to do the same thing. So if we're trying to clear our plate and we delegate 25, 50% of our plate to our team, a virtual person who you've hired, a contractor, freelancer, whatever, we still have to be mindful of that ripple effect because our team has to do that same simplification so that they can be agile enough to keep up with you. Because if they're too loaded down, you know, if you're on a hike and you just got rid of 50 pounds from your backpack and you've got your day pack and it's only 10 pounds, you can go pretty quick. But if those 50 pounds went to the person you're hiking with who's behind you and now they have a hundred pounds, they're not going to be able to keep up with you. They need to strip down to 10 pounds as well so that you all can move at the same speed. So it's just an interesting concept that requires regular mindfulness and regular attention to. Yeah. And if you don't, um, if you don't give them, if you don't either, if you try to delegate instead of eliminate, then you've got to give them the freedom to either delegate or eliminate because they can't take on additional work without letting go of something else. They can't take on some of your tasks without letting go of something else. And, and so you've, you've, got to, you've got to make sure that you can kill your staff. Um, you, can, you can overwhelm your staff to the point that they don't want to be there anymore. And in some cases, they'll just leave. Um, with no other option, with no other position, or they'll find one uh, is just to get out. So you've got you've to maintain that balance for them in addition to yourself. Yeah, that's great. And I think that dovet- or leads into that second point about prioritizing, because then if you are choosing what do you eliminate, or you're empowering your team to have permission to eliminate things, really eliminating is part of the skill of prioritizing. So prioritizing is saying, what is most important that I'm doing? But prioritizing is also saying, what am I gonna eliminate? Because essentially when we don't prioritize, we leave everything on the plate. 
and yeah. things fall off the plate, you can let things fall off the plate accidentally and consequently because you haven't prioritized. So something maybe that you didn't want to fall off the plate is falling off the plate because you didn't prioritize. But really prioritizing is selecting what are we eliminating? How, how do you do that? How do you figure out what to eliminate when we don't know what's important? There is uncertainty. We don't know where the cheese is moving. How do you figure out what do you prioritize and what do you eliminate? How, how do you make sure you're not eliminating something you need? Um, you know, I, that's a great question. Uh, and, and I think, I think, I think it becomes a, I think it really does become a priority issue. I think it becomes a, uh, um, yeah, I, you, you hate to live in the moment um, because if you do that, then you're only going to cut the things that, I mean, you're only going to keep the things that are absolutely necessary for right now. Um, so I, I think you've got to be able, um, I think you've got to be able to, to do some futuring, um, to kind of look around and see what's, looking, you know, as you're prioritizing, spend some time looking around, seeing what's going on, and then, and then build in um, contingency plans that if this happens, then I'm going to need these skills, I'm going to need to do this activity. And so um, while you may not eliminate it, you might put it on the shelf a minute, uh, and, and or, or at least keep it around. Uh, so I I think you've got to be a student of what's going on within the culture so that you can at least try to predict it. And you're never going to get it right 100%. You're always going to have those things you go, ah, I wish I had kept or I wish I had done. Um, but I think, I think you, you, those, are, those are kind of the, the practices to look around and, 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 and be predictive. Uh, if you're if you're not going to be predictive, then in in this world, in a frenetic world, um, then you're going to leave. You're going to cut things. You're going to eliminate things, and you're going to need them in the future. So I, I think you've got to train yourself. Uh, I think it's one of the tasks that as leaders we we have to um, be able to do. You know, uh, the the whole uh, a football a, a quarterback doesn't throw the ball to where the player is. Uh, they throw the ball to where the player will be. Uh, and that's anticipation. That's a, an understanding of the play. It's an understanding of what's going on in the world. And so I think you've got you've to start thinking like a quarterback. You've got to learn what's going on. You've got to see what's going on in the world. And you've got to have a, a, a relationship with, with, with it and with your staff and, and be predictive and, and anticipate what, what could potentially happen. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, agree. I think it is such an interesting tension between presence and aspiration. Yeah. And with presence, you're being present in order to notice what is happening right now, what is shifting right now, what is going on right now. So that's part of the whole mindfulness and simplification that if you have so many things that you're busy looking at, you can't really be present. So you right. have to simplify that so that you can be very in tune to the present and then to your point, it's also living in tension with that aspirational of where are we going and not where is the industry going? Where is everything going? Where am I going? Which of course is in tune with your industry, your goals, your objectives, your business, whatever. Right. But you have to really get in tune with your intuition and your sixth sense about 
and I love your word with futuring as well, because futuring is really taking time. That's the innovation that we talk about. But yep. a lot of times we don't have time for that. We're so busy doing, we don't actually have time to do the futuring, which is paying attention to a, a bit of the trends and about where do we think we're going? Where do we want to go? The aspirational desire around where are we wanting to go, which then allows us to think about, all right, well, how would I get there? And then I think it really, it really is a benefit for people to study and to Google a little bit about Industry 4.0 right now. There, I see a lot of courses for um, AI and for the Internet of Things, whatever. Like it's just there's this mindset that is going on right now that we need to make ourselves a student of because right. those are the trends that we need to be applying to our business in order to allow us to be agile and to determine what is a priority and what is not. And so things that are going to take too long might have to go to the wayside, which sounds weird. I think inside I'm like, wait a minute, is that true? <laughs> um, but there's just a way that if, if it's going to take too long, it doesn't keep up. So then you have to say, okay, how can we do this in this period of time? Or what do we need to adjust? Because it just can't take that long. It's kind of like if you're having everybody over for a party in, in two hours and you decide to put something in the crock pot, it's just not going to work. It's going to right. take too long. You can't do that. You're going to have to choose another mode. So I think in that priority, I love that balance of futuring, being a student of the future so that not because your head is in the clouds, but because your head is in the cloud to be a student and then to come back to the present and say, what does that mean? How do we choose what we do now? We don't, we're not living, we're living in the now, but making decisions in the now that help equip us for where we're going more appropriately. Yeah, there's a there's a great term. It's called semiotics, and it's a it's a philosophical framework um, that that really evolved uh, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, and and the the word the Greek word literally means um, the study of signs. Mm. And so one of the things that you could do is to look at Google trends and Twitter trends, and that gives you a, a an indication of what's going on. What people are searching for, what people are um, looking at, or what people are thinking about. And if you do some of those simple things, then that gives you a, a clue uh, and allows you to process and, and even consider how that can impact your industry, uh, your organization, those kinds of things, and allow you to anticipate um, opportunities down the road. Yeah, good. No, that's good. So then that kind of leads us to the third point is around developing systems. Right. So in the past, developing systems, a lot of times we talk about your AM habits and your PM habits and really amazing things. We love the miracle morning and all of those rhythms and routines are very important. And again, like we talk about with two and four, four is not kicking two out the door. Four is taking the best of two, which are great habits, great rhythms, great productivity, great systems. Those are, are the best of two. We have to be doing that. So you have to be doing your AM habits, your PM habits. You have to be doing those structures. But I think when we look at developing systems, there's some new things that need to be integrated into the systems, which are things like we just talked about with time for regular clearing, 
time right. for futuring and being predictive. Uh, David, what do you think about when you're thinking about systems, how do you create a system to do that? These can seem like kind of airy nothing things. So what are you actually doing when you're putting stuff like that in a system? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the things that, you, that, um, that you're thinking about are, you know, when I think about building a system and, and I, I come at it from a, a kind of a developer framework, because uh, it's a lot of what I've done. Um, you need to you need to figure out the issue that you're trying to deal with. Figure out the the, the piece that you're trying to, to the problem you're trying to solve. Break those break those down into component parts. Um, for instance, if I were trying to um, if I were trying to look at the issue of homelessness in Annapolis, Maryland, for instance, where I've got a buddy who's who's working on that. People aren't homeless because they don't they don't have a job. They're homeless. Uh, the, one of the primary reasons are they're homeless is because there's an opioid crisis in, in Annapolis, Maryland, that's draining the resources from people. And now they don't have resources to, to pay for uh, a place to live, which is, is pretty high in Annapolis, Maryland. So now they're homeless. Mm -hmm. um, so what you have to do is the homelessness is actually a symptom of an opioid addiction or an opioid issue. And so you've got to break down, you've got to break those things down and you really get to the root of the cause as opposed to just saying I'm going to deal with homelessness, um, because just putting somebody in a in a place to to sleep, giving them a place to sleep every night, is is really nice, but it doesn't solve the problem, right? So you, you break everything down into component pieces, find the root cause of what's going on, uh, or what needs to happen, and then you, I, I the way I describe it is you build microsystems. So you so you break each of those components, break things down into components. Now you've got a, a kind of a subsystem or microsystem that that helps develop and feed those, uh, uh, develop a, in, and solve the problem. And then you begin to look well, what what goes in, what's going to come out of each of those. And so you begin to, to piece all that together. So um, so you really begin to kind of break everything down and then figure out um, how to put those practices, those habits in. Because if you don't do that, then your automatic, uh, your automatic uh, memory system is just going to go, and you're just going to do what you're always used to doing. Um, and so I think you have to become. God, this is another one of those traits that we're going to have to to learn in the in the for, for the future is to analyze and break things down, and then how to, in essence, create a, a process or a system or a habit. <coughs> excuse me, to uh, to solve it. Um, so you have to start thinking like an analyst um, in, in so many ways. Um, so that's that's kind of how I process those things. Um, you, you break it down into component parts, find the, the root cause, deal with the situation, and then begin to build those those pieces within each of those components to um, to make things to make sure they work and don't have unintended consequences down the road because. Unfortunately, too many of our systems that we develop, too many our processes that we develop can have uh, unintended consequences down the road. That's why, why when government throws a lot of money at something, oftentimes it, it doesn't work because they have, they, oftentimes it's done for political reasons instead of considering the true unintended consequences. And that's not an anti-government, that's just a, a realization uh, of, of kind of, you know, years of observation, so. For sure. No, it's good. So I know we have to wrap here in a second, right. but real quick, let's just apply that to 
that's it's good. That's a really good thought process to be like, what is the issue or the problem I'm solving? And note, sometimes we call it a problem, even if we don't see it as a problem, like we could see it as an opportunity, but it's something is changing. Yeah. And in something changing, it creates an opportunity or it creates a new dynamic that needs to be figured out. Whether you want right. to label, label it a problem or not, often we say it's a problem because it's what we're figuring out. It's the equation right. to be solved. So we're looking at what is that? So then really for leaders today, the problem or the equation or the change that we're figuring out is speed, that things are speeding up, whether you like it or not. And again, we, we talked about that last year with yep. COVID. It used to be annual planning and you could do quarterly and you were good to go. And then it was very clear in COVID, it changed that you would do quarterly planning with monthly checks. So the quarter became a month, the year became a quarter. So things are accelerating, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, it is. So one, one challenge or one change is speed. Um, another thing, not to use the same word, is the constant change. So right. you thought you had a course, but then all of a sudden things change. You thought you had a course, things change. So constantly, this constant change is a new dynamic happening. Right. And the unpredictability of both speed and change. So then things become more unpredictable. So let's just say hypothetically, that's what a leader is. That's the problem that a leader is working to figure out what might be an example of something that, and I think we've talked about them earlier with daily presence or whatever, but what is an example of how they're developing a system to support solving that problem? What might that look like? Oh, God. Um, so you would, um, uh, so in that case, you would, um, We've got we've got uncertainty. We've got the speed of culture uh, of the world spinning around and around, and it's frenetic. Um, and so we're going to simplify. For instance, so um, you're going to uh, you're going to you're going to start with that opportunity that the world that that I need to um, uh, that the world's going crazy. So I need to let go of some things. Uh, what does that entail? So you, you break the things. You take the things that you're doing. Um, now uh, you begin to um, uh, eliminate some, delegate some, compartmentalize um, some, re reorganize some, um, and then you you begin to um, put in what what do I have to do to make each of these things that I am currently doing what what's it going to take to keep that um, <clears throat> that task uh, on track or to keep that product on track or to keep that process the existing process on track. What, what's it going to take for me to do it, for my team to do it? And you, and you lay those out and, and you can lay each of those out in kind of in a matrix and say, you know, organize them, uh, not so much in a matrix, but across. And then uh, because the, the problem is speed and not having enough time, not having enough energy to do those things, uh, if, if I, can I combine some of these? Can I... Um, you know, that's, that's something that, that maybe if you did these three things, uh, instead of that, that you could actually take five different tasks that you're doing and merge them into one, five different, maybe you've got five different products or five different services in, instead of, instead of having, doing five things for each one of them, maybe you could do seven things and combine all of that into one piece. Uh, and, and then you can test it, you can get feedback, uh, tweak it, 
then, you know, do it again, test it, get feedback, tweak it, and, and kind of get in that feedback loop. Um, I know that's a little abstract, uh, oh. but... <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think the merging tasks, it's like in the Atomic Habits book with habit stacking, yeah. um, same kind of a concept when we're merging those things together, where instead of we're making those all separate things, we're bundling them. So anything that we can bundle simplifies because it's one bundle rather than three things. So bundling, absolutely. Another one that I think about is uh, sources. Maybe there's multiple sources versus yep. saying, you know what, these are the top two sources that I watch. And then you might even buddy up so that you're watching these two sources, you are watching these two sources, and my other colleague is watching these two sources. And then we have a sync point. So it's like, here's what I'm hearing. What are you hearing? Here's what I'm seeing. What are you seeing? And so you have this regular time to sync. So instead yeah. of you watching six sources, you're using the power of your community to be committed to watching two. You're going to be able to do that faster, more expedient. And then you have a plan to connect and do this shared thinking, which is another trend that we're definitely yeah. seeing about community and connection and this shared thinking versus this individual. It's individual thinking using your gut, but it's shared thinking using the power of the community to connect and right. to build on, on the collective thinking. So yeah, lots of really interesting things. All right, well, I know we have to wrap up. Yep. Um, so today really we're just talking about how to handle uh, this frenetic world and the speed of things going on. We'd love to hear from leaders, how you're handling it, what you're seeing. Do you see this in your life? How are you seeing it? How are you addressing it? What do you think about? Does simplifying help? What else are you doing? Does prioritizing help? Uh, what systems are you developing? Share with us what you're seeing and doing. Yep. Uh, what else for you, David? Well, that's it. All of those, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, make sure you, you check out and subscribe to our podcast, uh, wherever podcasts wherever your podcasts are available, make sure you uh, would love to get a review, especially if it's a good one that would help out uh, as well. And then you can also check out our website, innovativeleader.co um, for uh, additional resources. Yeah, sounds awesome. All right. All right, well, have a great week. We've got a couple weeks left of January, so um, we'll navigate and explore it together. Exactly, love it. All right, talk to you soon. All right, take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to The Innovative Leader today. You can find us at anchor.fm slash innovative leader. You can find us also at our website, innovativeleader.co. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcast. So anywhere uh, you get your podcast, uh, you can find us. Also, we'd love for you to rate us at Apple. That way we can uh, we can know what you think of our podcast and it helps us get um, elevated in the listings as well. Also, if you'd like to join uh, and maybe help um, support our podcast, you can do that as well. Go to anchor.fm slash innovative leader and click on um, the support option. And again, don't forget, send us messages about what you think uh, of our podcast today, anchor.fm slash innovative leader.